friends. Are you listening to CBJRadio.com? It's a free internet radio station. Brand new shows each and every day. Shows ranging from hip-hop to rock to all independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about Retro Saturday Nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Now, for those of you who listened to the last episode, I called a plumber to snake my kitchen drain. I didn't do any more work on it. There wasn't a big clog, though, in the pipe. It was just pretty full of grease, and water could kind of move through it, but not too well. It just required professional cleaning. So thank you, Gary's Heating and Plumbing, uh, their group here in Laramie. They installed a water heater for us a few months ago that works great. And they'll be doing a new kitchen faucet install as well. Good work at reasonable prices. Was that a free advertising? (laughs) Maybe, maybe not, but good work. Today's guest is Jimbo Rhodes. If you know me, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan and I can talk wrestling anytime. If you know Jimbo, well, he's the same way and he trained as a wrestler. I love talking wrestling with him because He's given me so much insight into the business, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, and I will never reveal it in a podcast. And we don't even get into the behind the scenes stuff of wrestling on this podcast, but we do talk wrestling. Born in uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, but raised, we, we bounced around a little bit growing up, but for the most part, uh, I was raised in Seattle. In Seattle. So Tennessee, did your parents meet down there? How did how did they get together? They met in they met in Seattle. My dad worked for Boeing. Um okay. so like Boeing's home base is in Seattle, yeah. but he would get like temporary assignments in different places. So we lived there where I was born, then back to Seattle, and then Philadelphia, where my brother was born. We actually neither of us were born in Seattle, and then back. Wow. And then we lived in, uh, we lived in Cheyenne oh. very when I was a real little kid, uh, lived in Santa Maria, California. We briefly lived in Cleveland when I was in middle school. And then, uh, but for the most part, like 85% of my childhood or so was in Seattle. The former from like what third grade on no more, less than that from like second grade on with the exception of two years in middle school was all Seattle. Who knew Boeing was so like, uh, like spread you around all over the United States yeah, was, no. or something, you know, or like the military. Uh, yeah. Cause I was familiar. I, you know, I grew up there on the West coast too. So I had some friends and such that worked for Boeing at different points in my life mm-hmm. out there. So yeah, very familiar with the, the business. And so, uh, growing up in Seattle, I guess, um, what were you like as a kid? Were you into like reading and sports? Uh, what, what what kept ticking? You ticking each day? Uh, I was definitely a big sports fan. Yeah. Um, me, I would say mostly base, baseball more so than and basketball. Yeah, football a little. I mean, it, it's all timing. Like, it, yeah. in, I grew up in Seattle in the '90s, so the Seahawks. Like, if if you're ten years younger, you're a bigger Seahawks fan. Where like my age group. We were Seahawks fans, but not to the same degree nearly as like the Mariners or Sonics. Just cause it's all based on who's good. Where now, like kids are probably not Mariners fans. <laughs> There's a whole generation of kids that aren't Mariners fans. But we had the Griffey era, and then my senior year of high school was Ichiro's rookie year. So like huh. we were 
yeah. My high school class was huge Mariners fans. Yeah, I would definitely say being from that neck of the woods in Oregon, like that was the only baseball team, major league baseball yeah. team. So we were all like Mariners fans by default. My grandma was a huge Mariners fan. And later on in life, when I became a Yankees fan, she wouldn't talk to me when they played. It was not <laughs> good. She held strong with those Mariners and everything. So she was like, I can't believe you're a Yankee fan. And I was like, well, you didn't sell me hard enough on the Mariners. So right. I changed yeah, to another team. If it's a different state. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't that good at baseball as a kid. So I wasn't, I didn't really like the sport all that much. Uh, I'd like, I was better at soccer and other sports. And so, but later on, I was like, well, I could actually hit a ball if I would have tried. I'm good yeah. enough athlete to get it done, but I couldn't when I was younger. So I was like, nah, whatever, baseball. The Mariners yeah. also, yeah, you didn't have a home team to root for that was any good. So, yeah, it was rough out there in the West. Oh, when you have like regional teams, you know, at least in Portland, every team but the Blazers. Yeah, the, Bla but the Blazers. Yeah, that's a home it's home team. Ever ago when we used to shit talk each other about oh, yeah. the Sonics, and then the Sonics are gone, like, They'll be back or something. We'll be back in Seattle. It's a big enough city. You got to have pro sport. You got to pro basketball there. Well, we, we, we're bringing back. We're br bring back, bringing in hockey. Yes. That'll be good. This fall. Nice. What what they call them? I the, crack. the Seattle crack. The Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Oh, I thought you said crack. I was like, uh, like ice crack. Oh, got Kraken. Yes. I think I heard that one. Crack. Yeah. So, um, uh, the name's growing on me. It's like yeah. with any, any name, I would have said the same thing about like, Mariners. What? But you know, it becomes it becomes a part of uh, the logo is definitely cool. Have you seen it? No, not yet. I have to look it up after that. Yeah, the lo the logo is pretty cool. Um, they showed the jerseys. I I like the. I, I'm okay with it. So I know where you live now. Is it going to be hard to push you over to that Seattle team from the Knights? Are you going to hold split jerseys? I do. I do have a Knights. <laughs> closet i mean and they're in the same division so like oh, yeah oh i know you're not supposed to be a fan of two teams in the same division but i'm probably just gonna be fans of two teams in the same division <laughs> are we kidding it was a hard one when seattle uh, seahawks moved over to the 49ers division mc west because my whole family's seahawks fans it was really yeah. hard probably until uh richard sherman years yeah all mm -hmm. that went down that made me go i don't like seattle as much anymore but I still am like, I cannot say bad things because my whole family is just gigantic Seattle fans and they always treated me nice. My parents, I can't I believe how calm they are about us being such rivals, the Niners and the Seahawks, that they keep it pretty even keel yeah. and household and everything. My mom's like, well, it's not Seahawks, it's the 49ers. And I was like, you shouldn't say that as a division thing, but you say but it. I know wrong. you shouldn't, but it's different like because yeah. it happened later. Like if you're yeah. 10 years old right now, you're not allowed to yeah. be both. But yeah. if like it's like with the knights like i was yeah. i was a knights fan first and then my hometown got a team where yeah. like if i was growing up now like okay it's it's the kraken but all right we're gonna be winding back in time so you're growing up like in sports you have a younger brother that was born mm -hmm. in cleveland no he was born in philadelphia philadelphia i knew it was a big city but like just that. as a baby like he doesn't he wouldn't run yeah. either of them. what's your guys's age difference two years two years so was it like, was he always following you around or was like frick and frack where your parents were like, you know, you two versus the world or like, yeah, that's my little brother. Beat it. Like how oh, no, was no, that no. relationship with you They're guys? Best friends the whole time. That's good. So that's huge. Uh, we're, we're huge wrestling fans also, as you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
We're going to get into that. Oh, we're going to might as well. Okay. We all started off wrestling when we were young. What, what put you over? What was like, do you remember your first matches you watched? I can tell you mine after you give me ours. There was this, uh, I mean, I always kind of liked it. We all, you know, boys like wrestling rough house. Yeah. There was one moment. It was in 1996. And it was the first time we saw Psycho Sid. Uh, when he like it was Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson needed a third partner for I want to say it was international incident. Wow. It was supposed to be and it for a six-man tag, and it was supposed to be the ultimate warrior, but he I mean they made up some excuse on TV, which we yeah. now after the DVD came out, they're like it was some contract dispute or something. And then they're like, oh, we found a partner. And then Sid comes in and he is this the most intense look on his face. And to two like little kids, like hmm. this man was like the most amazing thing we've ever seen. And then like that was when we went from like fans to super fans. I started with Portland Wrestling. Oh, there and, you go. Yeah, it was Saturday nights. Uh, my now step family. Um, my stepsister really, she's like, we're going to watch wrestling. And I was like, what is wrestling? Like, I kind of knew what the Greco-Roman stuff was, but I was like, what is it? And started watching it and there's little ladies in the crowd. I mean, this is like bingo hall, like mm -hmm. old school, like wrestling. And Billy Jack Haynes was like the Oregon king oh, of yeah. wrestling and, and all Oregon. And every, he's a super, you know, good guy and everything. And they mm -hmm. had like a, a poor man's four horsemen which was called the clan and it was rip oliver and the assassin god who else buddy rose was in it oh so, yeah yeah and we went a few times or watch it and next thing i know this wwf thing came on tv and it just was a polished product mm -hmm. it was so different and this hulk hogan guy was just larger than life and then we went to and watched it at the at the portland memorial coliseum and my it was macho man versus uh ricky steamboat the main event was the heart foundation versus the bulldogs and at the time i was like really i mean as wrestling was started i was into bret hart as a mm -hmm. tag wrestler i don't know i mean i never i liked him more in the tag and the heart foundation than i ever did probably as a singles guy yeah and I, and against the bulldogs and jimmy hart's running around the outside it was a cage match it was crazy i mean no belts change or anything it was a house match but that was kind of like well this is so much polished and better than than Portland wrestling, which I love to see my Portland wrestlers come up and wrestle in WWE. And they kind of brought up Billy Jack every once in a while. And I think Roddy Roddy Piper was out in Portland for a little while as well. And but yeah, that that got me in. And I was watching, and then I moved here to Laramie, and there was TBS, and it was NWA WCW was starting. Mm -hmm. And that was like wow and now i got this other option and that was like more like wrestling and like back yeah. to the bingo halls a little bit they had and, yeah and the sideline for report not the sideline the ringside reporting like when they do the interviews was like two feet away from the main ring yeah so people got heated they would just take it to the ring real quick and so yeah, i mean that was that was wrestling and i stuck with it. we've stuck with it which is kind of amazing i know a lot of people that have kind of fallen out but I'm still entertained today. I probably critique it a whole lot more than I ever have before. Called it now nowadays. <laughs> yeah. 
because well we we've seen it so much and i always say they think we have the memory of like a cat or a dog a cat dog where it they all erases really in a half year. they insult the audience's yes. intelligence so much they don't understand wrestling fans have the longest memory yes like we've never seen this before and then like no and now that there's twitter we oh. all know that all of us think this way instead of like just us we're like what's he talking about? Like in 1998, like they did the exact same thing. And then you go on Twitter and they're like all calling them out. Yes. I was like, we've done this storyline. Like <laughs> stop this. <laughs> and like, now that we're in, you know, pandemic times and everybody's stuck in Florida, I'm like, they spend too much time together. They need to get on the road to like flush out these stupid ideas that keep on coming up. From oh, both <laughs> AEW and WWE. So... Yeah, I was like, they need some time away from sitting around going, I got another dumb idea. Let's do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely critique it a lot more nowadays. I'm still still dialed in. Uh, I just got the Peacock Network so I can make sure I, I'm on board for the change over to the WWE Network and everything. Oh, and, there you uh, go. Yeah. It's the same price. So I was like, might as well get that. It's, it's like $9.99 without commercials Peacock and not what we were paying for the network. So, right. Yeah, that's all right with me. I'll get a bunch more new programs. Even though, Peacock, you're not compatible with the Fire Stick right now. That's kind of a big deal. I have PlayStation, so it works out. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, sidetrack. So, growing up, Seattle, you're a wrestling fan. So, that brought, yeah. brought the brothers together. So, oh, yeah. were you guys, like, getting the tag belts as a kid, getting the figures, all the, the merch and stuff? Were your parents on board? The, the parents were not totally on okay. board. <laughs> They, they, they humored us a little uh we didn't have the belts we i've got a couple belts now yeah um now but we just we just watched uh we watched every week we would record it and rewatch. this is pre-youtube nice, nice. <laughs> so we, we would have the, the vhs tape record and we would watch it again um and then not even on purpose like we would almost memorize like all the promos just because we've seen them so many times and yeah, I, like we we just were so entertained, and I think part of like our personalities, you know, we're like open, we're cool with talking in front of people, we were reasonably good public speakers. That came from wrestling. That was heavily influenced by wrestling. Well, your parents had to be happy with at least that side of it. Maybe not you I, guys like yeah. smacking each other with chairs, but like at <laughs> least or just randomly getting into wrestling matches, which happens all the time. Like, I, as adults, I remember the first time, like, one of my best friends who runs the radio station with me, he, we are at a, a Wyoming basketball game, and they got the metal gates, like they used to surround the ring mm -hmm. with, and now they've changed it all, but at the time they did, you know, and we look at him, I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw you into that, and I just whip <laughs> him into it, and he sells it, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we were always like, there would be a ladder set up, and we'd be like, all right, ladder match time, you know? <laughs> people like there go the wrestling fans but i mean yeah good at broadcasting and stuff and we actually called a match we put nitro on in our studio and did play-by-play -play during the matches and then it was three of us and one of us would rotate out and do, run the equipment for a little bit and then they would we'd sit back down real fast but i wish we still had it on tape because it would have been good at least two of us would have been good the two of us are now on radio <laughs> would have been good at it the other one man eh, not so much but yeah it was i think my mom you know broke it to me early was this isn't you know 
you can't be putting people on their heads. I don't know if she said the not real thing, but he's like, you can't be like, you know, hitting someone with a chair or anything like that. And then I'll have a little sister come along. She's like, you cannot wrestle your little sister. And I was like, I understand. I'm 11 years older than her. I understood that one. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think she ever got into it because of me. And she idolizes everything, including being a 49er fan. Right. And so I was like, I was shocked that she really not gone on to wrestling, but that's all right. Uh, I didn't mind because it was my thing. And my whole family still knows it's my thing. And they know they can get me wrestling shirts and get me wrestling figures. And I'll, I'll be just happy as happy. And so um, as I like in growing up in, were you good at in school? You know, did you get the good grades? I should have done better than I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I was okay, but not, not great. I like, you know, like a lot of kids, I like, I should have done better. Oh, of course. <laughs> Oh, yeah, looking back, but I'm like, I actually retained a lot of the information like later on that okay. you know, someone who didn't get as like someone with the same GPA might not have. So uh, that, that's good. So, I mean, like, when I think back to what I learned in school, I actually did learn a decent amount where my grades didn't necessarily reflect it always. Oh, well, I just did enough to get by, especially yeah. if it came to us sports. I was like, yeah, whatever I gotta do to play, yeah, or like, whatever I got. When I was a kid, my top priority was sports. Yeah, or whatever I got to do just to get to the next grade. There was mm-hmm. no like A's get me money or anything. Like my parents didn't bribe me enough, and they all work in education. They did not make it a big enough deal for me to stop smacking, you know, my body against things and use my head more. Later on in life, I sound like a popcorn machine, and I did retain. I I learned how to become a student, and 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 thirst for knowledge later in life. And it's probably throughout a lot, not being forced on me to learn as a young kid. Yeah, that's so true. Like if, if you're doing it because you love it, it's completely different. Oh yeah. And so that came on later, but I, now I respect what I should have really stuck in my head back then yeah, in the day <laughs> instead of random, like uh, sports facts from when I was, you know, in eighth grade or sixth yeah, grade. Right. I'm like, oh, come on. Red Heart yeah. I couldn't mem- remember what was in the textbook and they're like, yeah. And- read all the time which makes me look back like why what was i doing like I, and now i'll find the stuff that i should have learned in school <laughs> fascinating I'm like yeah i love yes. reading yes there was a line i think it was in uh road trip and it was like if i knew was there was this much reading involved in college i would have rethought it and it really ruined me for pleasure reading later it took a long time to become a, a pleasure long- reader after college and after well 12 years of K through 12, elementary school, and then college. I was like, I'm not reading anything anymore, but I've changed from that. I'll read. Yeah, I've changed, I've changed read all the time. Or <laughs> no, at the, at the time, I did not want to read anything. So what sports did you play growing up then? Uh, baseball, um, basketball, and uh, football. Football a little bit in like junior high. And then in high school, I played football. Yeah. Um. So what positions did you like to play? All of them? So for baseball, I was a pitcher. Yeah. I was, I was a pretty good pitcher, but I wasn't a great hitter. So uh, we did that when when there was a DH. I was usually DH'd for. Um, but I did uh, basketball. I played, and then I played basketball in high school, too. And then uh, for football, I played uh, – I was usually one of the taller guys, so I usually played, like, forward or center in basketball. And oh, then okay. – for uh, football in high school, I was a wide receiver and corner. 
Oh wow, nice. So, what? How tall are you? Like six three, six four, six three, six three. Yeah. So when did you hit that growth spurt? Um, in high school, I I, would, I was like right around six feet uh, freshman year. Yeah, and then reached like, and then over the next two years, I reached my pretty much my full height. So around like junior year, I was like my full junior senior year. I was like right at my full height. Yeah, I, was, I hit probably five eleven junior year, sophomore year, and then I got recruited for football. And every coach I swear got recruited by looks at me up and down and goes, "I thought you were taller." And oh, I was really? like, "It ain't happening." I just had a feel like everyone said, "Oh, you're gonna be tall." My uncles are all tall and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No," I could feel at that moment. I was like, "There's no, there's no more growing left." I was like, "This is it." About the same size as my dad. Yeah, so I was like. I'll get strong. I'll get really strong. And they're like, you're going to play against these guys. And they're all trees. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah, and, uh, football players are huge. Yeah. And oh. even back then it was, well, the nineties, I didn't realize the, yeah, the talent drop the just explosion from high school to college is you got to be so much better. And then next thing I know, I have college roommates, <clears throat> two quarterbacks, two linemen, and I'm the smallest dude in the house probably weight wise, probably height wise. It was interesting. And I was like, I can't believe this. I'm glad I didn't play because they would have murdered me. No, when I went to Wyoming, I thought about walking on, like that was kind of my plan. And then I got there and looked at the guys and I'm like, I, if, if I'm going to, I cannot party at all. Like, yeah. Oh no. Guys are talented enough that they could, some of them can party and still play. Like not me. Like if I go, I have to, it has to be like no partying, totally strict. And that's to like get on the scout team or be like maybe a bench warmer. And I was like, yeah, I can't. And I could get killed by these guys. Like, I thought about the same. I got myself in shape to walk on my second year. And I'd been covering practice a little bit through video, but I actually went to practice and watched it through like a football eye and went, Nope, don't miss putting on that helmet. And that guy will like tear me in half. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. And one of my um, played for, uh, I want to say Whitworth. So Whitworth, um, so it's, uh, what's it called? Division three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's kind of an idea. So like, and you know, of course, division three, division one are very different. Yeah. And he, Think about the hardest hit you took in high school that, uh, like, probably that gave you basically gave you a concussion. He said, "In in college, every hit is harder than that." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not playing football." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not. I understand, and I'm glad I did what I did in five. And then I also watched as their time was just owned by coaching and football, the sports and everything. I was like, "Hmm, I'm glad I have the freedom now." So I'm glad I didn't yeah. make that choice. I'm, I loved playing sports throughout high school and everything. Mm-hmm. I played football. I ski raced in high school as well, which is an interesting concept. Like you're yeah. a man. And I was like, well, I can get going real fast. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> and so, but luckily we had a lineman that was senior when I was a sophomore that was on the ski team. So he kind of broke ground for me to keep doing it. Otherwise my coach, he gave me a hard time all the time was like, yeah, be wrestling or do another sport. And I was like, no way. Skiing's awesome. How are you doing this? Yeah. Like, like otherwise we had voluntary workouts. I put up my air quotes with mm-hmm. the football team in the off season. And I was like getting tired of those. I was like, ah, I'm going to do other things. I did track too. And well, track was a good choice. Cause it made me 
super strong going to my senior year. I had a really good way, uh, shop at coach. Mm-hmm. And like she play, she went to college with Christian Nakoya, the running back. Yeah. The so she would like put that over my head. Like he can do the splits. Why can't you? I'm like, whatever. So like, cause he was, a, <laughs> he, she said every shot and discus thrower was super flexible. They can all grab their toes. They can all do the splits and everything. And I was like, all right. So I eventually could, I was shocked. I could eventually like grab my toes. Couldn't get quite the splits, but she, yeah. I, she was like, I'll buy you a steak dinner. And I was like, give me that Akoya autograph. That's what I want. <laughs> or at least get me a phone call with that guy. <laughs> and so, and it just, her workout changed me for my senior year of football where I was strongest guy on my team by miles. At the time I already was, but by miles, I was like throwing dudes left and right. I couldn't believe like, why were we doing that workout for a football team? Why did it have to come from some random track coach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, and what's it like? I mean, I didn't grow up in a city. So, I mean, growing up in Seattle, like, was, I, was, it, was it crazy? Was, I mean, how big was your, like, graduating class? And it was like that. 250, I want to say. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that big. I mean, like, my dad grew up in Sheridan. His was way bigger. Yeah, Laramie's is like 300. Yeah, that's what I, so, but like a lot of towns you'll have like three, uh, there's like one or two high schools yeah. where Seattle, there's like 30. And so, who, and who I, was your I grew rival up, then? What, what high school did you go to and who was your rival? Uh, I went to Blanchett High School in Seattle and Seattle Prep was our arch rival. Seattle Prep. Yes. Um, did you guys like, uh, let's see. I always saw Cheyenne teams. They would always vandalize each other. That was pretty interesting. Their their we never, home places and stuff like that. Yeah, never we never did that. I always hear about. That. I was like, we were pretty bad kids. So like, we never did that. Huh? Just too much time to be spent on like rivalries like that. We'd rather get into more other trouble. Uh, I, <laughs> we'd always roll into Cheyenne like to play like probably the day after their big rivalry. Sometimes mm-hmm. and it'd just be like spray paint everything and like you're getting police escorts and stuff and i was like we're in cheyenne wyoming you know i mean coming from a suburb of portland like gresham <laughs> like we had two high schools and they're major rivals and yeah right. I mean, it was a huge big thing and i was always like i want to be a part of something like that which i never got here laramie's biggest rival cheyenne but they got their own and so we were just kind of like well we want to play too and uh but we're not a big deal you represent the town yeah where with us we just represent like oh, this area of seattle and then we're playing against this area of seattle like oh okay well and you're lucky that you didn't have to take those eight thousand hour road trips just to play the next city over oh never. yeah that's it's it was it was quite like, all of our games were in two stadiums like cool. the home stadium for these half of the teams and this was the home stadium for these half that's interesting. Wow. That's so cool. I mean, just thinking about it back to the day when, cause I was, that's what I grew up on kind of like kind of stuff. And then I got pulled out of Gresham, Oregon to Laramie, Wyoming, which was a total culture shock for me. And so I, I was probably like, when I walked into our, like ran out in the field for the first time and played football, I was like, where are the fans? And there oh, was yeah. much, and we were good. We were like pretty good. We, would never below 500 when I played mm-hmm. in my senior year. We only we lost like one regular season game and one playoffs. And so we were a good team. I mean, the team I played on was good from the moment I got here mm-hmm. and we couldn't scrounge up 50 fans because 
there was this college team that played here in, in Laramie the next day. And so people <laughs> be like, high school football or college football? I get why you're going to go watch college football. <laughs> so, I mean, and I would go watch it the next day, of course. But, like, that was our that was our biggest problem. Like, a lot of towns, they only had one football game going on a weekend. We could have two. And the college game is more exciting than our three yards in a cloud of dust. Right. And so, yeah, it was uh, – it was a cold shock, but it was great to play on the teams and stuff. And I got to play both ways and, and I had a lot of great memories and everything. And I thought it was my ticket out of, of Laramie. And so once, once you were wrapping up your high school in Seattle, like what was next on your horizon? Um, so I went to, well, so this, uh, I actually revisited it later. Uh, I went to, uh, started wrestling. Okay. Wow. So right did, after high school, you did. Yeah, right after high school. I was yeah, okay. kid. So I went to uh what I for your viewers, when I say wrestling, I mean pro wrestling. Yes. Um, up in Seattle. So uh I went to wrestling school, I trained for a few months. Uh a couple months later I had my first match. So I did that for about a year, year, year and a half before I then went to uh before I then went to college at Wyoming. And so <laughs> were your parents like it's time for you to go to college? Or no, my decision. They're all good with that. And yeah, I mean, I figured, like, you know, I'm still young. I uh, should go to college and then come back to this, which is what I did end up doing. Was um, Wyoming your first choice to go to school at? Or? Wyoming? It was my only choice. Only choice. I, I just want to go there. Yeah, my dad is because my dad went to Wyoming. Ah, alumni. Like, <laughs> diehard Wyoming fan. And I have on his side of the family. 20 some cousins okay uh just on his side of the family and and all all of the he has it's him and he has five brothers and sisters that all went to wyoming also oh. and really? none of their kids did i'm the only one out of all the i know right and my grandparents his parents met at wyoming they both went to wyoming wow so for the third generation no one no one did it and i was like I'm going. I'm going to Wyoming. There should have been a family scholarship or something. Right? Like that. Yeah. For you guys to go. I mean, it's a very affordable university. I'm surprised that that wasn't a. Yeah. No one else did. Out of huh. all the country, I was the only one. So I, uh, I just felt like I, I always, from the time I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to go to Wyoming. Like no matter what. <laughs> I, like, I, I could have had LeBron level talent and I would have gone to Wyoming. <laughs> like no other recruits. Like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> this is where I'm going. I love it. Um, I was not sold on Wyoming. Uh I'd never I, even been there before I enrolled. I didn't I didn't go to visit. Wow. That's... I was like, I'm just gonna I mean, I'd gone like as a kid to football games, but I didn't like I didn't remember the campus at all. Yeah. And then showed up, like, okay. This is going to be my life for the next few years. Well, yeah. Wow. That is a shock. You didn't even get the, these lead the fake tour of the summertime where it looks just beautiful. And you're like, why wouldn't I go here? And then we go, cause the winter's going to get you. And well, uh, that was a shock for sure. I, I was an Oregon duck fan growing up all my life. And that's where I wanted to go first. I applied there too. And <laughs> um, then I was like, okay, let's go. Let's see, try to play football somewhere. And I got recruited, go check out places. And that didn't really work out. Always had it in the University of Wyoming. When I went to high school, 
all you had to have was a high school diploma from Wyoming, from the state of Wyoming, you were accepted, mm -hmm. which they've upped the standards now. Cause I went with a lot of people that didn't quite make it after that first year. Oh yeah. Cause of that rule, they needed some stricter standard. And it probably took me two or three years, two years probably to get into the university of Wyoming where I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm all about it. I'll wear the gear. I'll wear, yeah. you know, and I wasn't super fan yet. And I think it took me to move and come back and start working there. While I was like, Oh, I'm super fan now where I yeah. cheer against Wyoming against Oregon when Wyoming's playing them. Like I'm a Wyoming mm -hmm. fan then, which is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. I don't stop clapping, but I'm like, I want Wyoming to win every time. And so it hasn't happened yet, but I will cheer for them every time they play. Or everyone's like, well, who do you cheer for? And I was like, always Wyoming. They signed my checks. They got a degree for me. They really yeah. <laughs> helped out my life. What have the ducks done for me? They're cool and all, and they keep me entertained, but it's always been Wyoming. So did you know what you wanted to major in when you got here? I had no clue when I started college. Yeah, I mean, what, what does an 18-year-old kid know about, like, what they want to do yeah um i made i majored in journalism and i took uh business classes too i'll eventually get an mba i keep telling myself i will eventually um but uh yeah and it was you're like it's this it's such an exciting new life when you're oh, the yeah. kid like there's no mom and dad like in theory i can do whatever, whatever i want so and laramie i just I'm so high on Laramie. Like I, I love the experience, the uh, the good times, the bad, the walking walking through <laughs> the snow when it's thirty below zero. Like that shaped us into who we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you won't believe it. Right now, it is the most what mildest winter we've had ever that I can believe. It's scary. I always, temperature. Like on you know on the phone, it's like so easy to kind of swipe yeah. to see the temperature. Of like, where's where's the minus forty degree days? No, it's been a while. Like, uh, I'm sure I could go through my timeline on Facebook where I spoke about it for like a week straight. Yeah, negative forty out. Why are we doing anything besides trying to stay warm? Why are we working? Why are, like why are there classes? I said it all on Facebook. This winter, I'm like, I keep on telling myself, as long as it snows in the mountains, I'm okay. It doesn't have yeah. Here, it doesn't snows up there. We all can have water to drink and it won't be a, like we're on fire again, like right. last summer. So I was like, just just be calm about this thing. But I did, we went over to Saratoga not too long ago for the hot pools mm -hmm. and, and driving over. And I was like, there's not enough snow up here. We need some like kick-ass storm right. to, to help to make me feel better about the whole thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a reasonable winter so far, and we're in March already. And yeah, we're always due for that spring break killer snowstorm. So that's, that's right around the corner. I hope, you know, I do have a snowblower. I do have a park. I do have all the stuff for winter. I drive a Jeep. Like I'm built for this. I'm ready for this. Just don't make it happen. I don't yes. like negative stuff. That's, that's rough. The week like, it. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So wait, you, you decided you wanted to be a journalism major. Is that correct? Or yeah. business a journal major. So we kind of speak the same language because so I was broadcasting. Which mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of reporting, but because you had to do both sides. But my focus was behind the scenes. I was I was better at the technical side. Um, the being in front of the camera and and that stuff came later in life where I was doing yeah. on SIG. You never did any of that in, high, in college? What's that? You never did any of the in front of the camera stuff in college? No, I, I would freeze up like 
was terrible. Yeah. I'll stutter oh, really? and stumble all over myself. Yeah, it was, it took working throughout and being really good at behind the scenes. Yeah. And then I, I worked in New York for a while and, and, and watching those reporters and a lot of those people do what they did to be like, okay, I know exactly what the guy behind the scene wants from the people in front. I can be the front guy. Like I understand. And so they put me in a couple, uh, what's called Wyoming signatures. We used to do at UWTV and I interviewed like Joe Glenn, coach Galen, mm -hmm. uh, Dave and Kevin, like people I kind of knew along the way. Joe was a little more difficult, but he was such an easy interview. Yeah. So I did sports stuff and it was, it was easy. And then they broke me into some other topics where I could sit in front of the camera. And the next thing I knew I'm doing voiceovers and, and I had, an, I had a confidence in front of the camera and talking like never before. And then radio came along. And, and so, no, I had no, I had no desire, no clue what to do in front of a camera. I remember we had this show where it was combining all our senior work, like production side, reporting side. Yeah. And you would audition for spots. And I auditioned for a, one of the reporters and I was like, nope, never again. Am I, I want to sit up in front of this thing. And next thing I you know, I'm back and I'm doing podcasts and asking questions. And yeah, and very just, nice. It got me ready, but it was more of a lot of the time working behind the scenes of telling people mm -hmm. what to do in front of the camera. I'm like, now I know you need to do this. I can do that. Yeah. And, it, and I, I'd smoked cigarettes for a while. So it made my voice all like deep and bassy and everything. Mm -hmm. and so I quit that, but luckily the, the I kept my voice together, but it was, uh, it was not, I had no plan. And so was your plan to eventually maybe probably work in wrestling to be in front of the camera and call wrestling or something? Or what was your journalism plan? I don't know that I really had a plan now yeah. that I think back. My plan was to just get a degree. It was to party until I have a degree and then <laughs> go back to wrestling. I mean, that was kind of like, what was going on? I was a kid. I was an amateur kid. I understand. I, I remember year four of college. I was not. Year four of college is when you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, do I have to go do something now? And I wasn't even close to graduating yet. Well, I'd probably another two, well, year and a half in me. Yeah, I, I, but I took had friends that graduated. And a half. Yeah, well, like, it took me, you could call it six years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that six year was two, two part-time semesters. Because I yeah. paid for it. My parents are like, we'll pay for five. But beyond that, you're on your own, dumbass. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but they made me feel like it. And I was like, all right. So I could have done it one semester, but I didn't have like enough jobs to pay for one semester. So I right. do. And, uh, but for year four, I had friends that started graduating. And that's when I was like, I don't know if I was graduating right now, what I would do with my life. Like, oh, I want to continue to party and be a college kid. I, I this, yeah. get a degree in that yet. I'm ready for that. <laughs> and yeah, so, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> Five years, you said? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people do five years. That's it's perfectly acceptable to do it in five years. And you got yes. it done. That's what you can say. You got it done. I'm I got like, it done. I do have a diploma somewhere at my parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. I've moved so many times. I think it's somewhere in my house. I'm like, I hey, you can to. reprint them, right? I think. Can you? Oh, man. I'm I, sure you can. I was like, I work there. I should be able to know that kind yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, where is it somewhere? I saw my friend sitting, his sitting up in his house the other weekend. And I was like, oh man, I need to go run mine down somewhere. But yeah, it's because I worked there. I know. I was like, I worked there. Right. 17 years. I really don't think a lot about it. And that degree getting me any more jobs because I'm not going anywhere else. I don't think anytime soon. Got those golden handcuffs on. 
If I can make it another eight years, I'll be able to collect my retirement. Not like I'm going to, but that'll be 25 years in the University of Wyoming. And I can't believe it. I came back and it was going to be just five. Moving back from New York, I'm like, five years in Laramie. I'm going back to the West Coast. And that didn't quite work out. Like, yeah, I was like, ah, and the because the jobs kept getting better and they kept paying me more. That's DJing. And I was like, why do I want to leave any of this? This is fantastic. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. I I'm love a 30 year old something working in a college town with college girls and I'm a DJ. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm no, not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, um, so you're, you're here in Laramie, uh, going to school, getting a journalism degree. Uh, did you, did you work while going to school or was it all about like, I worked in, uh, Washington. Oh yeah. Oh, Reminds me, what dorm did you live in? We all live in the dorms, right? Uh, first, I lived in Downey. Then I lived in McIntyre. And then um, for like the, after 21 years, I lived in Hill and Crane. Oh, you stayed in the dorm? I stayed. That? I lived off campus for a year. And then I went back to the dorm. I loved, so many people were like, oh, I don't like the dorms. Like if, and I get it in, if you're in the, like, if you have a, if you have a roommate, I mean, you, yeah. you want your own room, but during the hill and crane years um i loved it if you have your own room it's it's all good you don't have to you don't have to do chores like the maid cleans the bathroom you go to the uh you know the meal is all ready for you downstairs when going to washington um it was like it was such a simple life and then uh you making friends wasn't a problem. You're basically assigned 20 friends <laughs> right there. I, I loved living the dorms. If it was socially acceptable, I would live in Hill Hall right now. <laughs> like, you know, Blake, right? Yeah. My buddy, like, yeah, we talk about it all the time. We were like, you know, if they would just let us live there, like, we, yeah. I'm sure, like, well, I wonder what they're going to do with them. One of them is now like offices. They're tearing down Wild Hall. I'll send you a picture. It looks Wait, it's kind of wild hall. Wild hall. Oh, wild uh, hall. Where ROTC was, my office was there for eight years or so. Um, it's all like half of it's in rubble right now. Oh man. Um, and so like all the Billy, all the people who are in there, I think are in Hill now, and those are offices. I the plan is I think they're gonna build dorms over where Wild Hall was. Okay. Like, what are you gonna do with the other dorms? They're the tallest buildings in the state. We can't just right down like they're historical landmarks historical landmark yeah i was like i lived in mcintyre my first and second year the first year i had a roommate from germany and but i had a friend i eventually met from laramie which i didn't know and in high school i knew of him 300 Mm -hmm. people like in our graduating class knew of him but i was always playing like video games and he would like with my door open and he'd pop in and next thing you know we're hanging out all the time and then his roommate moved out so i moved in and and but he was from Laramie and it didn't help meeting people because Laramie, we had our Laramie high school friends, people lived off campus. It was, I, so we didn't meet a whole lot of new, maybe a few that he kind of knew. And then I lived in McIntyre my second year by myself. I was on the second floor door right by the exit. And so I never had to go past the front desk. If we all worked together on the second floor, we could prop that door open and never, you know, it was always open to get oh, yeah. by. And so, I was like, there's again, didn't meet any more people. I had lots of friends off campus and everything. It was more of a place to sleep. And I like to eat. Like the food, mm-hmm. you know, that was, 
you know, Matt Washkey, that was a good thing. I, I understand where you're like, well, yeah, the maid cleans everything. Your food's taken care of. Yeah, you know, I, I love that. And then, and then, well, Hill and Crane, it's 21 and over. So, like, they, I mean, they just let whatever pretty much slide. So, I mean, it was. Yeah. I had a friend that lived there, too, later when he was 21. So, I understood the whole. It was much cooler situation than it was in McIntyre, White, and all that, those places. The older ones. Yeah, definitely. Well, and also, they assume at 21, you're a little more focused on the studies and and That's everything it. i said they assume i didn't see it was they assumed you would be doing that and everything and and yeah there were some i mean some other people uh, some people feel the same way about you with dorms they're like well it's easier than getting an apartment silently doing all that going to buy your own groceries yeah, yeah. we didn't have to do anything yeah that's interesting um so once once you wrapped up school here at the university of wyoming uh what was next I moved back to Seattle and I went, uh, I was trained by uh, Buddy Wayne, who has since passed, um, but he was a great mentor and friend. Um, I trained with him for about a year and a half and uh, he had a, he had a wrestling school at his house, a gym in his garage. Um, I trained with a couple other guys for about a year and a half and then off to Louisville. Ah, and what was in Louisville? Louisville was the home of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yes, and uh, tell us about that. Oh, uh, man, it, it's it's such a fun like time in my life. So uh, OVW for uh, if you don't know, so um, there there was a time when it was WWE's uh, like developmental. So it would be what? Um, well, it's not even FCW now. It's the training center or whatever now. Yeah. Um, so they had that, they had since moved on, uh, at that point, but OVW is still considered like the best wrestling school in America. So I was trained by Rip Rogers, who I still, uh, talk to to this day. Um, we'd had, uh, his class, he'd teach us wrestling. He'd teach us, uh, he'd like show us, show us tapes. He'd review our matches every Wednesday night or Friday, depending on the situation, we had our TV show. So we were on like regional TV. Uh, we taped a TV show and then we would do shows in like various towns around Kentucky and Indiana on weekends. So there's pretty much something to do like three or four nights, three or four days a week. Well, are you still a, a searchable name on YouTube with those wrestling matches? I think I think they're still on there. They uh, they have uh, oh God, I forgot I forgot the name of the site. Someone showed me where there's a site where they have every wrestler ever and all of their match results. Wow! So I'm looking at it and I'm seeing you know the John Cena and like the Undertaker and all these guys and then like I type in my own name and I'm like, someone kept track of all this stuff. <laughs> and and like, what I was on there? What was your wrestling name? I, I was uh, Jimbo Ono. Yes, people search it on YouTube. He has some good <laughs> matches out there. No, there. God, now I think back. That was uh, that was ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 2010, 2011 was uh, when it was. Wow. Does yeah. Because that's about the time I moved in my house, and and so I'm like, it's hard to believe I've been here in ten years and everything. And like, are you were out? You've been in, went over and did wrestling there and. 
I remember when yeah. you came back to visit and you were like just working out nonstop, like yeah. just <laughs> push-ups real fast. <laughs> Jack too. I was like, okay. You could tell like that was your gig and that's was like it was it was an amazing time. And I think I saw him the other night, uh Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Oh, Ryan with him. What's his name? Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, he's in AEW. Yep. Friends. Yeah. Uh uh Marcus and I were watching, and he's like little little Ziggler, and I was like Jimbo's friends with that guy. Like, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Didn't you guys, did you guys train there? Or is that how you met him? We trained, yeah, we trained, we trained together. So we uh, kind of started like around the same time. So it must have been, he got a developmental deal with WWE, I want to say in like mid 2011. I don't know the exact dates, but so, but for a year there, he was, uh, we wrestled like a lot. We, we were in Rips class every week and then like we were good friends. Um, and then in the shows, typically he was, uh, you know, you know, cause look at him, he's pretty. So he'd be the good guy. And then I'd be the big, uh, bully, bad guy. So they, uh, you know, oftentimes they'd put us in tag matches against each other. So yeah, we were, uh, we were friends. We still text each other every once in a while. I need to go see him. Um, but man, it looks like he's busy. Like I see him on AEW. I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, you. He got, he's been on air, like, he's wrestled the last couple of weeks, I think. I think I know, since I paid attention. He wrestled, like, Dean Ambrose, or whatever Dean Ambrose's name is now, yeah. on John TV. <laughs> he's got uh, the, yeah. the blonde hair now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Because he does look like his brother a lot, a ton. When I first was like, when Narcus said Little Ziggler, and I was like, that is. <laughs> and yeah. every, um, so... Going back from Seattle to, to like the Louisville area, like what kind of, I mean, a totally different city and such, sure. you know, like, like what were your thoughts of that place? Um, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. It's, the culture is very different. Um, the, the city, I mean, like what you'd stereotypically think of people from Kentucky, there's, there's some truth to that. But I loved uh, the thing that was so cool about OVW was that because it's like the center of like, if you want to be a wrestler, uh, there were people from all over the country and all over the world that I met there. You know, the Ryan, for instance, is uh, from Cleveland. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you got guys from Florida, guys from uh, one of my good buddies uh, to this day is from Detroit and the guys from California. So like, no, pretty much no one was actually from Kentucky. Like everyone had come from somewhere else. And then there were people from different parts of the world also. So different parts of Europe that had come to OVW. So you're so, all experiencing this new city together. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting times out of the town, I bet. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so how long were you out there for? Uh, about four years. And what, what's brought that to a halt? Um, yeah, I was about to turn 30 and like it, it, the harsh reality of, uh, you know, my, my body, like, you know, it's taking a beating in, in the ring. And I'm thinking, you know, even if I get signed now, I'd have to be in developmental for a couple of years. And then, you know, and then you're starting. And by then I'm like 34, 35. And I mean, it can be done. And to the guys that did it, by all means, props props to them. I'm still a fan. 
uh, still with everything. But I, I just thought like it wasn't worth the injury, all the risk. And I have, I have a bad shoulder and um, I just thought at that point it was time to time to walk away from, from wrestling. I still love it. Uh, I still think like maybe one last match. I haven't done it, but, but Buddy Wayne's son is now wrestling. Okay. If I come back for one match, I'll, I'll, I'll it'll be with him. <laughs> it'll be with him. I'll put him over. Mark that, people. We might get one <laughs> more match. As we no, say. I've always said, like, if I come back for one, well, I did a couple years ago. What would he have been, like, eight or nine years old at the time? Who's that? What was it? No, it must have been seven years ago. He must have been like eight or nine years old at the time. We had, I mean, it was, it was like, it was yeah. cute. Being like wrestling little kid. But now I see him, we're the same height. He's, you know, seven years later. Like, we're, well, we're the same height two years ago. Like, right around the same height, like two years ago. He might be taller than I am now. Wow. Which is crazy. He was a three-year-old kid when I was, when his dad was training me. And now he's, now he's a big, what, 18-year-old? Yeah. 20-year-old? Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, it sucks. It's weird like that. Like, I coached uh, football, sixth graders, uh, fifth and sixth graders, and basketball, fourth and fifth grade when I was like 18, 19 years old. So go through college, come back, move to New York and come back. And now they're all in the bars and they're 21. And I was like, oh, am I just super old? And they're like, like, no, Coach Rude, you're just a, you're a young coach. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I was like, I'm not that old. It's weird because you think of yourself as the same, and but they like a new person. Oh yeah, like I was like they barely could dribble basketball when I was coaching them, and now they're drinking uh, pitchers Jack and Diet. I'm like, oh crap! It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, it's but it's awesome to see them progress, grow up, and and I asked them all. I was like. My one outstanding rule was just keep playing. I just want to give you the skills. And they're like, oh, yeah, we kept playing. We kept playing. And I was like, that's good. There that's, you go. that's all I want to see. And so once wrestling was done, what would you do after that? I uh, moved back to Seattle and uh, took some office jobs. You know, like it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not an office job guy. I did that. I did. Uh, I started on the side um, working as a male stripper. Okay. And eventually that, that branched into, I started my own website and then I started booking parties, uh, on my own, like in addition to, so it was all like independent stuff, all cap. No, the government doesn't know about any of this. (laughs) You paid your taxes. I know you did. Yeah. So I, I did that like for four years. And then at a certain point I was like, so my, the most recent office job I did in Seattle, um, what would this be? This would be like spring of 2018. Uh, I got let go. And now I was like, what am I going to do here? I'm just going to go to another office job in Seattle. That it's, that is also not for me. Uh, I'm just going to move to Vegas and figure it out. So I moved to Vegas. Yes. I've been here for, uh, like two and a half years and I love it. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause my best friend and my parents live there. I'm in Vegas quite often if I can help it. And it's an easy place to love. And especially um, you at your age and I mean, oh, doing, yeah. 
doing what you do down there. Yeah. So I, I've been dancer at Chippendales where I was until March 17th of last year. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, there's always, there's always stuff going on. I, and one of the things that drew me to Vegas, uh, it reminded me of OVW. The world comes here and on a on much bigger scale, even than it's like OVW times a million where I'm meeting people from all over the world all the time, like learning their languages, eating their food. Um, and it's, uh, it's been amazing. Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be my move. Once my parents retired there, like when you move to Vegas and I was like, I got a career. Like, and I'll admit when my best friend, he moved there, um, I started looking for jobs there, but that one, I was only like seven years, six years into this job. So I was like, <laughs> I started, I was like, well, I could work at the, you know, V I was like, Vegas looks awesome. And then when my parents did that, I was like, man, too cliche. My parents moved to Vegas. I'm not moving there. And I was like, yeah. Maybe after it's all done, uh, I don't know. It's hot. It gets, it's that up and like, I've been there like, uh, you know, 113, 115. And mm -hmm. then my mom always laughs. Cause there was this one time where we leave a casino and the, you know, bottom back doors pop out. And I just go, ugh. It's like walking into an oven, like willingly. Like, and, but I go, but yet what's worse, that negative 45 I just went through or this 113. I was like, I don't know where I'm. It's bad, but it's better. Yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know. I don't mind. That's why they usually come out and visit in like August or, or sometime. They get out of the heat for a month or so. That's why you probably could, if you could leave it during that heat time and then oh, otherwise yeah fantastic They're yeah like right around now is uh oh it was 70 today so in like two to three weeks is like when it's the best yeah march madness so around like yeah <laughs> march madness like mid 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 to late march and then like early april is where it's like 80 degrees and it's it's perfect yeah definitely and so but you're also doing a few other things down there aren't you like commercials and such I have been doing some commercials. So um, there's uh, one media guy, it's called VizCap Media in particular, where I've been uh, just doing commercials for them. So uh, sometimes you might see me and you're depending on your phone, listening to your conversations. If you say something <laughs> that sparks one of the things I've been in, uh, they'll show they'll show me pitching, pitching whatever product it is. Nice. So, face creams or like fitness stuff how that so, like the do you have like an agent do you have a reel did you or does someone like just heard you and talked to you and were like i want to put you in a commercial um so well i do get uh some of them i've gotten through chippendales so chippendales you got i i've you know i met the mayor like i've met the mayor several times i met like people so that you get some good connections through that and then it was through them that I got uh, originally found like the media company. They they call me like you know semi regularly to be in commercials and you know just whatever, especially this year when there's not as much full time stuff. Yeah. Like it's very uh, it's very good to like have something something to do. So that's been helpful for sure. I think I saw wait the Iconics were there at, at Chippendales, weren't they? They were. That would be years ago now. All us uh, wrestling fans were pretty jealous of that moment. Right? Yeah, there was the Iconics, and then um, what is her name? Why can't I think of her name? Emma, or okay. Emma, as she was known for two weeks for no reason during that. 
she was there. Yeah, they were super cool. That's it, awesome. was, it was Peyton Royce's bachelorette party. That's why they were in town. And she's married to the 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 10 guy. Yeah, ten, but he's not ten now. He's in. He's a, not. I can't remember his name. I can't. Well, why can't I think of his name? Sean. Is it Sean Spears? It, Sean. No, it is Sean Spears. I knew that. I was trying to think of his wrestling game. Oh, the one where he what was his name in WWE. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect ten. Damn it. Oh well. <laughs> Like they have music like going through my head now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't remember his name now. Um no 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 yeah, and like now he's in AEW he's teamed with Tully Blanchard, and then Tully Blanchard's kind of totally dissed him for the tag team guys. I was like, Oh, come on. I was like, You should have them all together. You should be your stable, Sean Spears and and God, what are their names now? Uh like the new, they're tag team guys. Oh, I, oh well, it'll come to me later. We forget wrestling names because there's been so many of them throughout time, and they've changed so many organizations. They all have got yeah. new new personas half the time, and such. And so, yeah, it, it is interesting. You can tell in this age of you know the pandemic and coronavirus that if you can do commercials like voiceovers or one man commercials, one person commercials, you should be in commodity. I, it's weird. I hear like celebrities hawking pizza on tv but you can cut that commercial like i'm sitting here at my desk you can do yeah. readers and everything and so you have a good enough voice that you probably can do that as well so i'm sure they're they're chomping at the bit at least keeping you employed when that's good <laughs> and so i got one more question for you okay everybody since the show's called all my friends with justin flaskrude how'd we meet we didn't Laramie. I want to say the original. I, I can't. I don't know if I can pinpoint the original meeting, but it was definitely like something like we both noticed that we're always in love, joys. It was. I mean, I'm. I think. I, I think you've brought up one. I'm DJing, probably of course. Mm-hmm. And I must have been wearing Portland gear. I was thinking it was either that you were wearing a Blazers thing, or I was wearing a Sonics thing, and then somehow like. Yeah. Uh, talking like you came up and asked for a song and you're like said something about blazers and i was like what and then you're like i'm from seattle i was like ah that's that that sounds about but we're like we're 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 good because we're from the pacific northwest so we're good on that aspect but our basketball teams it's a fight and everything and like the the sonics blazers it wasn't like it was a friendly rivalry yeah sure it's like we're, we're rivals but we like each other like it wasn't wasn't like no one hated no one hated each other with that rivalry. Well, it's because the rest of the pro sports that Portland fans liked were all in Seattle. Mariners, exactly, Seahawks, I think that's so. definitely part so of it. That was it. Was like, well, you like the Mariners and you like the Seahawks, so you're on my team. But I like the Blazers, right? Which, which wasn't me, but I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, Blazers are it. And well, I remember I went, and it seemed like they would switch off years. There was never like years where like it was Portland and Seattle just battling at the top. It seemed like one would just suck and the other was good and then vice versa. And I they didn't expect as much as you would think they should have. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were reasonable teams when I'd grown up there. I mean, I probably kept in contact with Seattle a lot because of family and everything. Of course, I remember this game I was I went to 
uh, it was Glove and Peyton and that whole team and, I, and uh, yeah. team. They're playing like the Sixers and they are just crushing them. And Peyton steals the ball, going down the court and lo- throws it up off the basketball, off the backboard. I swear it came, came from like the three point line and choked it right down in. And I was like, oh my God, they're so good. I was so scared. I was like, man, they just beat up the Blazers all the time at that time with those, that team. At that time, you know, because the Drexler era was kind of coming to a close right as the Kemp Payton era was yeah. was taken off. Where if those would have inters like the Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, like if those years like would have intersected, it would have been such an amazing rivalry. Oh yeah, it'd have been it'd have been some. Then maybe we, then maybe we would hate each other. Yeah, no doubt. But it, we could easily go. We hate the Lakers. Like that was just easy. To oh, oh. At, you know, at that time, I know a lot of people are. I mean, I like the Lakers more. They're more fashionable, like, which I, I always say beat the Lakers. I'm not into them. I don't care who's on their team yeah. uh, at all. You know, props to them. Everybody wants to be a Laker and play for the Lakers yeah. and everything like that. And so I can't diss them, you know, or anything like that. Yeah, but yet, like, yeah you hate them. But, like, if they yeah. offered you a contract, it's like, oh, I get to be a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, speaking of that, being in Vegas one time, wearing my – I'm a Yankees fan. Um mm-hmm. Wearing my Yankees jersey, uh, a guy from across the room, I could just see, just makes eye contact with my jersey. See him, and I don't think he's a happy person. And he comes over all the way around the tables just to get my ear to tell me how much he hates the Yankees. (laughs) And all I do is turn and go, you hate winning. Awesome. You know, he was like, and I go, 26 championships. I was like, can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I didn't get to see them all. I saw a few while I lived there yeah. and everything. But I was like, who would go out of their way to do that? I've never said that to anybody. I might with Bronco fans, but I here I can throw a dime and hit a Bronco fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to tell them I hate them. They already know that one. And they suck so bad right now that it's not even worth even bringing it up. Right, is Wyoming's favorite team still the Broncos or are they oh, yeah. Bill's favorite? Um, it is a tough when Bills play Broncos, man. It's it's. I think we're getting a fifty-fifty split right now. As long as Josh Allen's a Bill or whatever team he on, I'm I, more looking towards the Bills than the the Seahawks played the Bills, and I was like sitting uh, there like, secretly like the Bills were killing them. Like I'm cool with this. <laughs> I I wasn't cool with it. I love Josh Allen. Tear it up when they played the Niners and they did the same. They're killing it too. I was just like. <laughs> If he kicks ass, I'm good. I'm okay with that. I understand. But if the rest of the Bills are beating on my team, I'm not good with that. But if Allen's doing it and he did what he did. And then yeah. so funny, people are like, wow, that guy is really good. I can't believe he's from Wyoming. And I was like, I know. And nobody recruited There's, him. <laughs> no one recruited him. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember his first game he got in. Um, he got in because the starter got hurt. He comes in. Breaks out of the pocket, runs for like 15 yards, but gets just hammered. And I'm like, okay, that guy needs to learn how to get down. A couple of plays later, does the same thing, gets hammered, breaks his collarbone, done for the season. And so we only got him, what, for two seasons? But I mean, like, yeah. like you knew he was a talent and he had the wheels and he was tall. And I, you, you didn't get to see his arm that year because he ran two times. Right. And got hurt, but I was like, when he came back, I knew it was going to be good when he came back. I was like, this guy's yeah. got talent. This guy should have been the starter. I don't know why whoever the starter was at the time, right? Was but I was like, he's good now. Why aren't we playing in the more? 
this guy could play. And now he's in the NFL and given. I'm glad. Well, well, because I feel like if he could, if he would have been drafted by the wrong team, I can see it not working out the way it has been in Buffalo. Oh, I love it when. And I think Buffalo's the right city for him because Buffalo was like, because he easily could have gone to New York, New York, New York, yeah, upstate New York. Upstate New York just feels like such a, it feels like such a good fit for him. Yes, it is. I had a friend that did his uh, master's and doctorate degree in Buffalo, and he is like Laramie, Buffalo. They're they're very good. Same. They're 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 similar and like they. He's not going to have the ridiculous pressure on, like unnecessary pressure that they put on him. Like if he went to like, if he went to the Jets or somewhere like that, where there he's, he's in a good situation. Hopefully uh, we'll see. Like if he wins the Super Bowl, like if he wins an MVP or wins the Super Bowl, like it'll be so huge for Wyoming. Like when my buddies at the beginning of the season, when they were talking about like, you know, the MVP race and they're like, would you, who would you rather have win the MVP? And I'm thinking, if Josh Allen wins an MVP, wow. that's way bigger for Wyoming than if Russell Wilson wins an MVP is for Seattle. Like, way bigger. They said, like, Josh's pre-press was a worth over a million dollars when he was playing his last year here, his junior year. Like, because he was so good and they covered him so much. And then he got – he was on yeah. the radar of getting drafted in one of the top quarterbacks. And, yeah, they're like, we, we saved so much money because of him. Because that he brings in, and now they seem to be the quarterback whisperer of, you know, Kabul is now that you got Wentz and you had Allen. Yeah, and- both of them at yeah. small schools. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's going to be huge for, uh, you know, in the future because, like, when he's playing, he played in the AFC Championship. When he's playing in these big games, um, he is, they mentioned Wyoming. Like, it's, I love it. I, I mentioned Wyoming. I'm oh, I used to be, you know, just far, few and far between to find a guy in the NFL that went to the University of Wyoming. Just now, there's like 10. There are quite a few now. Yeah. It's nice to see like it's very that nice. Craig Bull. That's Craig Bull has, has done us well. And I, I hope he re- retires a Wyoming coach. Not me. Yeah. Awesome. No, no, anybody time a job opens up that could possibly be for him. I'm like, no, he's not going. He's like, he's built this program. Look at all the got pros yeah. we have. And I was like, he's not going anywhere. We're it is cool to see, like, having having different pros in the, in the NFL. Oh, it's awesome. Guys. It's 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 good. And because when you didn't see it as a university grad, it kind of sucked. Oh, Alabama's all these teams. And now of course. we have the our fair share in the league, which well, I think there was a guy, was it Rico Gaffney? He went and played wide receiver for the Raiders, and he was a cornerback here, which. Oh, yeah. I, I gave him a ride when I drove Uber one time and we got talking about the Boise State turf and how shitty it was. And uh, next thing you know, that was his senior year. And I'm like, wait, I thought he was a corner. Now he's catching passes for the Raiders. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that that's the type of athlete we're getting. And and so I'm glad I'm not having to try to play against those guys or anything like that. They're amazing. But all right. I'm going to wrap this all up. I want to thank you for giving me your time tonight. Yeah. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I'm thinking this fall after we missed a fall last year, uh, we will definitely uh, drink some beers in Larry. And well, 
I got get my first vaccine shot Thursday. Okay. Um, and then 21 days after that, I get the second. Um, I do believe I'll be in Vegas sometime. Oh, this, absolutely. I got to see my parents and I got to, I got, I got to travel. And I was like, once I can see them, I'll be down there at some point. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. And so, yes. And then football season, you'll be football, up here. Football season's automatic. All right, man. Well, thank All you. Right. With uh, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger was an is the name was the name of the perfect ten. John <laughs> <laughs> Spears. That's a good good way to end the podcast. <laughs>